The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Yo, welcome into the House of L podcast. I'm Lauren Tomes. Thanks for hanging out. Bears just finished their Sunday night matchup against the Chargers, which they lost 30 to 13, and it wasn't that close. And we are going to spend some time talking about it on today's pod. It went about the way that I thought it was going to go like all week. All week when we were talking to people, like we kept Dan and I both were like, What's with that line? What's with that line? What's with that line? Why is that line only why is that line uh, minus eight and a half? Why is it minus nine? Minus nine and a half. And the more I talked through it with people, the more I went back to what I think are fairly sound football thoughts not that I get everything right obviously I don't but I went back to thinking this let me start with the defense even though I know that most people want to talk about the quarterback I'll get to the quarterback I promise you the Bears defense in the last month has been pretty impressive because they've been able to do some cool stuff. They've done some really cool stuff in the last few games. And they've done the cool stuff without having a pass rush from their front four, which is hard to believe. Like, it's really hard to believe. And then you start looking at, well, the quarterbacks that they went up against, like, even Sam Howe had some plays. Like, even... even Young Sam was like, yo, I can make some of these throws. I'm not going to make all of these throws, but I can make some of them. And when you see a quarterback like Justin Herbert, who is good enough and is accurate enough and has a strong enough arm, like he's making some of these throws that the Bears were knocking away, he's making them. And then you add that to Parham just deciding that he's just going to shut people down. He, he was just straight up like mushing people in the face as he was running away with the ball. So the Bears, their their defense has been getting by without a pass rush with the guys up front. And that's impossible. It's kind of amazing that they've been able to succeed as much as they have over the last month without getting a pass rush from the front four. So today they run into a quarterback that isn't Brian Hoyer, that can make some of those throws to the outside, that they, there was an actual game plan that made sense 
on how they were going to attack. And then there are the the skill players who did what they needed to do inside of this game to for Herbert to make them look good and for them to make Herbert look good. And that turns into the fourth game this season where the Bears have given up 30 points or more. Then you add in, man, they really struggled tackling. Now, I mentioned the mushing part, the Parnam was doing. But even, even more than that, you saw extra yards. I, I, I don't know if they'll have all the next-gen stat stuff on the run-after-the-catch yards in this game, but I feel like it's fairly significant. Or run-after-contact, because the first guy was not getting people down. And they were running through stuff. Austin Eckler was running through people. How about the receiving night he had, by the way? Seven receptions for 94 yards and a touchdown. Parham, he's got a touchdown. You had a a nice... You you had a a bunch of different guys who made huge plays. Like, look at the, the... Plays above 15 yards that were made. And and you see a bunch of guys that did it inside of this Chargers offense. Justin Herbert was damn near perfect. He had that one throw that should have been picked off by Kareem. 31 of 40, 298 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, passer rating of 122.7 for him. And he hit the guys that you'd expect like Keenan Allen. And and Austin Eckler, those two guys alone combined for 163 yards and a touchdown. Like that's you, you got a real look at why this Bears defense is struggling and will struggle against any any offense that's competent. Let's put it that way. Maybe it's not even just the quarterback. Because like I said, Sam Howe made some throws. Any offense that was competent, and I don't want to pick on Kirk Cousins today because he blew out his Achilles, and that sucks, especially for a guy that's going into a contract year. But he had all that guaranteed contract money, so I'm not going to cry too hard for him. Anyway, you know what I mean. There's so much stuff that I want to talk about. I I honestly, like, if it weren't so late, I would really get into the broadcast. Uh, you know what? Screw it. Let me talk about the broadcast for a second. I know that Dan and I will dissect a lot of this stuff on the radio show, and it'll be good to bounce some stuff off of him. I felt like there was some wish casting that was going on, and I'm not surprised by that. There's been a lot of wish casting that's been going on in Chicago over the last two weeks, and that's fine. Like I understand that from the perspective of fans of the team that think maybe they're seeing something that they're not seeing. you Or you want to see, and you want to see it because you haven't seen anything of substance at the quarterback position for a really long time, and when you do see it, it, it still hasn't been good enough to get you where you want to go. You have those moments like what? The, the Cutler four touchdown game against Seattle in the playoffs. Or Rex being the Offensive Player of the Month in the NFC in 2006. But sustained, excellent quarterback play. 
you you haven't had a chance to see it, and you haven't seen it with Justin Fields either. That being said, it is clear that whomever was talking to the broadcast team, whether it was Poles or Getzy, I'm not going to put this on Eberflus just yet, but I do feel like you can put it on, because we know Poles is a little mouthy, and I like that, but it it seemed really clear that that the broadcast team went into this broadcast with a picture of Justin Fields versus Tyson Bajant that I don't think people as learned in the business as Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth should be falling for. They shouldn't be falling for the banana in the tailpipe at this point in their career. Those guys can watch tape. And they probably knew what what the Chargers were going to do against the Bears and that Tyson Bajan was going to have to play from behind and that was probably going to throw him off. And then you were going to find out about arm strength. I get so mad when people talk about arm strength and think that it's just launching a ball 50 yards down the field. I can throw a ball 50 yards. Even at 48, I can throw a ball 50 yards. You know what I can't do? Throw a 17-yard out without it getting taken to the house. And Tyson Bajan clearly has a stronger arm than I do. But you saw the deficiency. You saw why he was undrafted. With all of the other things that Tyson Bajan can do, and I think that I think on the other side there have been people who have been too quick to just dismiss the idea of him having an NFL career. I think the young man is going to have an NFL career, and I hope that he makes a lot of money. But you can see why he went undrafted. Because if you have all of the things that everyone who wants Tyson to succeed, if you've got all of that stuff that people who want to see him succeed say he has, and he had an arm, he would have been drafted in the fourth round. Even out of Shepard, he would have been drafted in the fourth round. And you see that there are limitations, there are physical limitations. Can he have a career in the NFL? I actually think he can. I think that over the last two weeks, even with the turnovers that he's had, even with some of the deficiencies that he has, that's that's a guy that, honestly, that's a guy I would want in my quarterback room. I think that he he has enough about his game that it adds competition in your room. Now, he would have to fight. <laughs> I'm not gifting him a job. He'd have to beat challengers the entire time that he was on my roster, but he would get an opportunity to be on my roster. I just didn't like it it, it felt it felt kind of dirty. It felt like there was as Jerry Angelo would say, it was like some dirty pool. That was going on with the way that Mike and, and Chris were talking about Bajan. Like they had been given some information, it seemed like to me. They had been given some information by somebody on the Bear staff about how all these great things that Tyson Bajan does. And maybe, maybe the starting quarterback could learn a little bit from the backup quarterback. Like this felt real dirty and slimy to me that that was said 
and I don't think that that was something that was that was just top of mind on Collinsworth's mind. I think someone said that to him. I think someone at the Bears said that to him. And he was probably like, oh, okay, I have to watch a lot more closely to see how this whole thing goes with Tyson Bajan. And it didn't go well. <laughs> Let me give you the numbers on, on Tyson Bajan in this game. He was 25 of 37. That's too many passes, but you had to because you were down. 232 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions, a passer rating of 62. Those two interceptions could have easily been four. And against other teams, they will be, which is the struggle here. Cole Komet was his number one target. Ten targets. Wow, all wow, yeah, all the targets. He hit all of his targets to Komet. That's pretty great. Ten receptions on ten targets, 79 yards for him. Notice how DJ Moore wasn't as big of a factor in this game because that's what teams do. You're doing something well. Even a team that's been as incompetent as the Chargers was able to go, oh, okay, well, let's let's why don't we do some stuff to make him less of a factor? Four catches, six targets, 55 total yards for him. Darnell Mooney had their 41-yard play at the beginning of the game and was never heard from again, except for the play across the middle where Bajan almost got him killed. There are limitations to the young man's game that I don't think will ever allow him to be a top-end starter or maybe a long-term starter. But I think you'd be foolish to say that he doesn't deserve an opportunity to try and earn a spot on a roster. And that, to me, is a minor miracle. That's not usually how the story goes. I was trying to explain to someone on Twitter where he's like, well, you just wanted Beijing to fail. Like, no, I've just seen the movie before. And you have, too. And part of my job is to tell you What's getting ready to happen in the movie? Spoiler alert. And and you you won't fucking listen. You want it to be different even though it's not going to be different. And the reason that we know it's not going to be different is because for every time that you say, like, Kurt, uh, Kurt Warner to me, I go, there are countless quarterbacks who were drafted in the first round who don't make it. The Bears might have one. The likelihood that this Division II dude that the offensive coordinator fell in love with at the Senior Bowl is going to make it all the way to the top is more than unlikely. And you saw some of the reasons why. Even some of look, the Valus Jones thing was ridiculous. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And yeah, I guess it was underthrown a little bit, but fam, you got to have better body control. You fall down, or you're going to hit your head on the goalpost. You fall down, the ball hits you in the chest, and you still can't catch it. My God, that is, that is, uh, that's one, that's one for the, the, the record books right there. That is one for the record books. 
That kid. <sighs> Come on, man. And while we're at it, can I just say, I didn't like that the referees blew the whistle on the Darnell Mooney play. I would have preferred that they let that play play out and then come back and tell me that he got touched on his foot or whatever, and that's why you're going to put the ball back where it was. I thought that was whack. I didn't think the referees were very good in tonight's game, but I don't I don't think it would have mattered. I think the Bears would have got beaten the same way that they got beat. It just would have maybe looked a little bit different. But it would have been nice to see the Chargers put on their heels instead of the Bears being put on theirs. And then, you know, you that drive at the end of the first half, man. Like, to me, that was the knockout punch. Because shout-out to the Bears. Like, they drove down, and I thought they had a huge third-down conversion that allowed for them to not let the game get away. Because if you're sitting there at 17-3, and then the Chargers get the ball, and it's 24-3, and then they have the opportunity because they're getting in the second half to double up, and they did. They got points. They got 10 points on back-to-back possessions if they would have gotten that with you only scoring three points like the game's over not that I mean the game was over anyway right we know that but I I thought that was really cool they were able to do that the other thing that the Bears weren't able to do in this game that they did in the game previously was run the ball everything has to be perfect if if you're going to play with a Bajent type quarterback everything has to be perfect your run game has to be on point. Your defense has to get after the passer. They also have to be able to tackle. You also need a little bit of luck. And the Bears got none of that stuff in tonight's game. And that's really the story of it. We'll see what happens when Justin Fields is healthy and ready to go. I'd like to see what what elements of what they were doing can be used if there was anything that was learned by sitting on the side, like all of the tropes, all that stuff. I also think that Justin's out of time. I think he's out of time and he hasn't done enough. And I don't think that this, I don't think that this group of people is going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Now, there's still a question on whether or not these are the people. It's possible that Justin might be here next year and the people that are in charge of Justin aren't. That's still on the table. Depending on how the rest of this season goes and what Justin looks like. But we're going to get after it all. All this, this is, everything that happened on Sunday Night Football was ripe for discussion. And I'm glad that we're going to have the opportunity to do it. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It's, it's very much appreciated. It's been a really rough weekend. You add the Bulls and the Bears together, isn't it? It's crazy. But I hope you enjoy the podcast anyway and you listen to the radio show. We got another episode. Oh, check this out. This week, I'm going to put out an episode with Layla Rahimi, and it's dope. I got to edit it. We talked for a really long time, but you're going to enjoy it. That'll be the next episode on House of L. Thanks so much for your support. It is appreciated. I've said that eight times now. Bye. Peace.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.